appears in the homoerotic volleyball montage. Or Probably. It could be Doc <laughs> Batman 2020. Doc Batman. Doc Bruce Wayne Batman Von Kumpf. 2020. 2020. Now for our feature presentation. We have our first ever fan request, this one for the 1993 movie Tombstone. Shout out to Christian. Mm-hmm. Shout out Christian. <laughs> um, starring Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton. Honestly, I enjoyed this movie so much. I'm not... <laughs> I thought I wasn't a Western guy. Um... Maybe I'm just not an old Western guy, because I I loved this movie. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. I agree. It's one I grew up watching with my dad, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and it was always a good time. You kind of forget about some of the high points and then you go back and watch again and you're like oh yeah this is why I liked this movie yeah I remember you saying going in this isn't a movie you watch every chance you get maybe this is a movie you watch every chance you get because it's quite good mm-hmm. I watch it uh, it's a fun movie sorry Tyson go on <laughs> pretty much every time somebody says oh we're gonna watch Tombstone I'm like yeah I'll watch it yeah this is such a great movie yeah I don't I don't believe you at all you know I I always thought of westerns as kind of like these cheesy low-budget, boring films. And I didn't get any of those um, feelings from this movie. Yeah. It was very well made, very well acted. Um, It wasn't, like, anything that you could fault with it, except maybe some of the historical inaccuracies, but But fuck you, it's a movie. Even to that point, everything that I've seen shows that it was relatively historically accurate, especially for something going back that far. There's a lot of movies made about true events now that can't be as accurate as yeah. this movie was, and it's you know it was it was still on point yeah. with historical accuracy yeah. and as far all, as like records and shit go. With all the historical records and stuff, there's a lot of speculation into those as well. There's like oh, there's a story that this happened. There's a story this this also happened, and the movie might land somewhere in the middle. There's a lot that I read that was like well, this is kind of what we read, but this was told by somebody else that was kind of related to somebody who was there. So they never knew, like, exactly word for word what had happened. So it can only be so accurate if the history wasn't perfectly recorded. So let's talk a little bit about the actors. Start there. Kurt Russell. Everyone knows Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite actors. The Escape movies, Big Trouble in Little China... Probably the first Kurt Russell movie I ever saw, Big Trouble in Little China. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, things like The Hateful Eight, as well as playing the main villain in the second Guardians of the Galaxy. Also uh, played the stuntman in Death Proof, which was fairly recent. Elvis in Forrest Gump. But not fairly recent. Not <laughs> fairly recent, but a movie that he was in. Uh. He was also in Tango and Cash. He was in Tango and Cash. <laughs> but well versed, there's probably not very many people that aren't a fan of it, it, Kurt Russell to at least some extent. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer, I'm not as well knowledge versed 
not as well versed in Val Kilmer. Um, I've seen this, and I saw the Batman movie he was in when I was a child. And as far as that, I don't think there's anything else that I've seen Val Kilmer in. Yeah, he was also in um, Top Gun, and he played uh, what's his nuts in The Doors. Jim <laughs> Jim Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, there you go. Brain fart. Teamwork. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's in a lot of uh, movies. He was yep. even. He was even in MacGruber. He was. Yeah. All right. Dieter von Kumpf. He was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MacGruber underrated movie. Anything to add about Val Kilmer? Killed it. Did. Yeah, definitely the shining star of this movie, I believe. I have a fever. And the only cure? More Doc Holliday. Sam Elliott played the eldest of the Earp clan. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Sam Elliott other than he's got a super fucking cool voice. He was in Ghost Rider, which was terrible, basically. And he played other Ron. Uh, (laughs) That's about it. Uh, he's in a lot of other Western movies. The Golden Compass. Was he a person or was he a voice? The, a person. He was the in Golden Compass. That's the kids movie that wanted to be like Narnia, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it once when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, that's one of the first times I fell in love with his voice, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a yeah, dope, very recognizable voice. Yeah, immediately when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's Sam Elliott. Yep. Yeah. Giving the white guy voice some credit, because when you think of, like, the who would narrate your life, there's not a whole lot of white guys on that list. Yeah. I mean, it's probably him and Michael Caine. Yeah, him, Michael Caine, and, um, what was his nuts? Played uh, Red Skull, Elrond. Oh, I don't know his name, but yeah, he's got an... Ah, oh, he's like one of my favorites, and I can't remember his fucking name. Just Google it real quick. Unless your phone's off. Google. I'll probably remember it immediately before I fucking find it. Um, Lord Elrond Red Skull. I'll just fucking do that. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Um, Weaving is another... Very recognizable voice. I'd let Steve Ver- Steve Irwin narrate my life if he was still alive. <laughs> We're getting off topic here, but those are some great white people to have narrate your life if you ever have the choice to have someone narrate your life. There are times I would read books and have some Al- Sam Elliott's voice as some of the characters in my head. Mm-hmm. I think I've told you that before. And then um, Bill Paxton plays Morgan, the youngest of the Earps. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Paxton, known for movies like Aliens, um, Twister, probably some other movies that Tyson's going <laughs> to say now. <laughs> uh, he was in uh, kind of a small role in the first Terminator. Um, can't remember much else that he was in, but I'm He's got pretty one of those faces. brain farty today. Yeah. Talented actor, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. to Bill Paxton. I say that with full sincerity. I'm not being a dick, I promise. Yep. Um, Some other big names that are in the movie, um, either in minor roles or not necessarily big names at the time, but that have gone on to have pretty successful careers. Um, Charlton Heston. Wow. (laughs) Um, Played Henry Hooker, the ranch owner. 
Jason Priestley played uh, Billy Breckenridge. Billy Breckenridge. I didn't see him. Tyson even pointed him out to me in the movie. Still didn't see him. No idea who he is. Stephen Hadley, um, probably most notable for his role in Avatar as the villain, yeah. um, played Ike Clanton, the coward who kept running away every time he almost died. Um, Thomas Hayden Church, Billy Clanton, Michael Rooker, um, obviously Mary Poppins and Merle from The Walking Dead, played McMasters. Uh, Billy Bob played Johnny Thornton, the new card dealer at the very beginning. Not the very beginning, but... The one that picks a fight with Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Gets slapped around a little bit. (laughs) And then obviously Billy Zane as Mr. Fabian, the the actor fella. There's also uh, Michael Bean. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Bean, Bean, something like that. Bean. Bean. Possibly. Uh, played Johnny Ringo. Uh, he's been. He was also in Terminator as Kyle Reese, um, and he was in uh, Aliens as well with Bill Paxton. Yeah, him and Bill Paxton actually shared five on-screen on-screen. We're on the Films. same film five times. This was actually the last one, but mm-hmm. during the upstart of their career, they seemed to work together a lot. Um, the movie was originally going to be directed by a guy named Kevin. Jer, Jar, sorry, butchered that. Um, The studio decided to move on from him because of budgetary and time constraint issues that they were having with his version of the film. They brought on um, George... P. Cosmatis. George P. Cosmatis. um, But it's widely believed that Kurt Russell was actually the one making the directorial decisions. It was just George that was running the day-to-day and making sure that everything went smoothly. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything to like, confirm that, but I did see a couple things that... Suggested that? Step, definitely suggested that. Uh, George P. Cosmatos directed uh, Rambo, First Blood, uh, and he also directed Cobra. And so, that's about it? About it of note. Yeah, he, I mean, made a couple movies. He retired in the 90s. And didn't do a whole lot, but he definitely made a couple worthwhile movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's get into the movie. Uh, what do you guys? Yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, story plot. Yeah, you guys have both seen the movie before. This was a new a new experience for me. Yeah. Um. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I was ninety five percent sure going in that it was based on true events, so that's yep. where I'm at. I, through and through, though, I I like the movie a lot. Um, it's obviously kind of about um, the Earp brothers as well as uh, Doc Holliday driving out a group of bandits called the Cowboys from a town and kind of just eradicating them, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, starts off with the Earp brothers trying to enjoy kind of like a retirement from being lawmen. Yeah. Lawmen. <laughs> um, just trying to make some money in a upcoming silver mining town. Obviously, things didn't go as planned when the... Uh, Spoiler alert. When the town marshal was killed, um, kind of were forced into a role of marshal. Um, forced, blackmailed. It's kind of a kind of a mixed emotion there yeah. of them taking on that role. But it definitely wasn't something they intended on doing, but <clears throat> definitely something that they 
felt they needed to do. And there seemed to be a lot of bad feelings from that from the families about having going there to relax and retire and then having to do more work and a lot more gunslinging and dealing with a lot of that. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a little bit of maybe disappointment. I think that's that a good word for it. Movie. Um, saying, oh, we're supposed to be, you know, making our fortune here, not doing what we left. So they come to the town of Tombstone. Um, Wyatt Earp immediately gets rid of Billy Bob Thornton's character. Uh, I believe the name was Johnny Thornton. Same last name? It's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> I could have wrote wrote it down wrong. But that's what I wrote down. Alright. Either way, it. he was a dick. He was. Kurt Russell slapped him around. It's pretty funny. Um and as he was walking out of the, the casino he just said, What do you think? Twenty five percent? And that's how they got started. Yep. They're just making twenty five percent off of a casino. Um mm-hmm. basically extortion. You know, it's not not the kindest thing, but it's probably better than being stuck with a car dealer that prevented them from getting any business. And then the uh, bad character, feeling vengeful, comes back with a shotgun and then gets confronted by Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. And then, then the Billy Bob Thornton's character was like, wait, you're Wyatt Earp? Has this whole realization, gives over the gun, walks away. <laughs> he even says, thank you. Yeah. As he drops the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, thank a man for punking you twice. That, that's the kind of badass I want to be. Yeah, I think it was uh, thanking him for not killing, killing him. him. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That's what I would think as well. <laughs> um, as we kind of alluded to, they take over after um, after the town marshal's killed. Once the town marshal's killed, and Virgil t- takes up the mantle as town marshal and deputizes Morgan. I don't know if it's deputize. Swears in Morgan as a fellow town marshal. They uh, make it illegal to carry guns in town. And there's some other issues with the casino and Doc and the Cowboys just kind of take personal offense. Feel like they're being picked on a little bit and decide that they want to kill the Earp clan and kill Doc Holliday. Yep. And it just kind of goes from there. You know, There's the very famous shootout at the OK Corral. Yep. Seems like it could have been avoided if the county marshal was actually doing his job instead of being in bed with the Cowboys, which um, he definitely was. He was... Uh, the sheriff. Is that what it was? Yes. My he was. Yeah, he was the sheriff, the fire marshal, and the anti-Chinese dude. Dude. And the landowner guy. The lot something something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of fake organizations that this dude made up to line his pockets. But he was a terrible person. Said he had disarmed the gentleman, and they uh, obviously were not disarmed, or the shootout at the OK Corral wouldn't have happened. Yeah. He then tries to arrest the Earps, and Wyatt tells him to uh, piss up a rope, essentially. Tells him, go fornicate with himself. And he takes that personally, and it just basically spells the end of what they think will be the end of the Earps by... uh, Trying to kill Virgil, trying to kill Virgil's wife, trying to kill, succeeding in killing Morgan. Yep. Um, Wyatt then, obviously, leads the the cavalcade out of town. When they ambush him at the train station, he's ready, takes him out. 
And with the two other marshals that they met uh, when they first got to Tombstone, um, who killed a couple of dudes who called them liars. They had a very fancy names. Mm. <laughs> Can't remember them. Yeah, it was like Creek. It's like Creek and... and... I don't even remember the other one. Lumpy Log or something. I don't know. <laughs> they were good names. Yeah, good. They, were, they were very nice names. Yeah, that we don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you guys get it. But, I mean, basically that's the movie, so... Now you guys don't have to watch it anymore. You're welcome. <laughs> but still do. Yeah, it's very much worth a watch, very much worth a second watch, very much worth multiple watches. If you watch this movie, you won't regret it. And that's a, <laughs> that's a how about this movie podcast guarantee. Yeah. I wanted to add about uh, Doc Holliday being a badass while clinging to life from the tuberculosis, mm-hmm. but continuing to help out his friend Wyatt Earp going on his, uh, what was it called, Wyatt's... Uh, Reckoning. No, it was the Vendetta ride. Something oh. like that. Oh, okay. The Vendetta were... ride, where they go and just take out all of these cowboys. You see these the red sashes just flying. And uh, Wyatt having to go face-to-face with... Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo. And he's like, I'm not going to win, am I? And Doc Holliday's just like, nope. So Doc Holliday does it. Mm-hmm. And wins because he's a badass. Delivers uh, his signature line yeah, for the second time. Yep. He only says "I'm your Huckleberry" twice in the movie. However, very memorable both times. Yeah. I was say, it's probably the most memorable very, line yeah. of the film. I mean, both I the lines are said. Yeah, both the lines are said to Johnny Ringo, but they're such high tension scenes mm-hmm. that it's they're super memorable. Like, I think that's where he shined the most, is that he just played that character so well. Mm-hmm. Both times stepping in for his friend Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. To shed some light on what, just in my opinion, what makes uh, Doc so badass for doing all this with tuberculosis. That's what killed my biological grandfather. So this is, you know, the 1870s, almost 1880s. Doc Holliday's just running around killing motherfuckers <laughs> with tuberculosis. Cut to, I, I don't know when he died. He died before I was born. But cut to the 70s or the 80s. It's just killing random dudes. We got, like, medicine and stuff. Yep. Mm. And stuff. <laughs> Keep that in mind, that we had and stuff. I, I wrote down some historical facts about the actual Doc Holliday, right? So he contracted tuberculosis from tending to his mother who died from tuberculosis when he was 15. So he was, he was carrying it until age 21 when he earned his degree in dentistry. And then soon after that, he got diagnosed with tuberculosis. So it was from around age 21 to when he died at age 36 that he was just like, you know what? Fuck dentistry. I'm going to go down south where it's warm, kind of ease the symptoms and live out my life gambling. Just be bopping along for 15 years with the big old TB. Mm-hmm. It was reported that supposedly Doc Holliday only killed one or two men. Killed more than that in the movie. He's got a big reputation, but historically, it's all reputation. Still wouldn't want to go toes. Yeah. <laughs> Not want to go toes. I think uh, most uh, legendary people back in that day um, didn't kill very many people. Um, they just killed one or two people very skillfully or something, and then just... Nobody wanted to mess with them. Around them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there could be any video evidence. You could only... I mean, 
you see someone big and bad kill someone that was supposed to be bigger and badder, but ended up not being bigger and badder. Yeah. Like, oh my god, he killed this person. You're a legend. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? There's no no tweeter back then. <laughs> no no hashtag okay corral. Hashtag not so okay corral. Uh, this movie was made on a $25 million budget, estimated. Uh, opening weekend, it got almost six and a half million, um, which is pretty dang good. Uh, total, uh, made about 56 and a half million, a little bit over. Nice. Uh, 25 million. Rough estimate, 25 Rough million. estimate, yeah. Well, for a 1993 movie... I don't know how much more more money could have bought them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was... They got a lot out of their budget. Yeah. Like, they got all the special effects they need. The actors were brilliant. I don't think I could have imagined anybody better. Yeah. So, I think they got anything they could have got for this movie. Yeah. I they, agree. They didn't need big CGI dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'll compare to other movies made in 93, uh, which probably had bigger budgets. Probably. Like Jurassic Park. Oh, that had to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you guys are saying, the they really wouldn't need a bigger budget unless they wanted to pay the actors more because they just needed to get a location and some special effects. But it was all it was mostly low-end special effects. Like, yeah. I can't imagine blanks and that kind of stuff are that expensive. A, a fair amount of fake blood and you got yourself a western lots of dirt you need some dirt you know lots of places you can get dirt for free Bill Kilmer's tuberculosis makeup was spot on Twas. he looked terrible he looked awful uh, he was fucking pale dark eyes and just fucking sweaty all the time yep that was spot on what, they also needed whatever eye makeup Kurt Russell was wearing <laughs> he was a very pretty man <laughs> Yeah. So, 93, um, Tombstone, uh, Tombstone's gross box office was the 20th highest movie of 93, which is pretty good. You know, they got their money back and then some, yeah. which is always more than, nice. More than double their yeah. money. Um, a couple other movies, uh, Tyson already alluded to Jurassic Park, which was the number one grossing film that year. Um, you have Sister Act 2. I've never seen Sister Act from what I've heard, though. It is a funny uh, couple movies, right? More than more than just two? Yeah. So it's a, it's a funny series of films. Uh, Demolition Man is like the quintessential 90s movie. It was just all over-the-top action and sliced alone. Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Wesley Snipes frozen in uh, liquid hydrogen, nitrogen. Wesley Snipes frozen in liquid nitrogen. Something. I haven't seen the movie in a while. <laughs> he was frozen in something, and then Sly like kicks him or real hard or something. I'm pretty confident. You guys. Uh, cool Runnings. If you haven't seen Cool Runnings, go watch Cool Runnings. Yeah, it's a classic, uh, classic family comedy. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, Free Willy. I have nothing to say about Free Willy. I've never seen the movie. Yeah. I watched it a lot with my older sister growing up. But I will say, Free Willy, not your penis. The whales and the dolphins and stuff. They don't belong in tanks, SeaWorld. It was a whale. It was a killer whale. I understand that Willie <laughs> was, was a whale, but I want to free all the whales. 
Bring all, all the, the willies. willies. <laughs> exactly. And then um, Robin Williams' Mrs. Doubtfire came out in 93 as well. Another movie that I've never seen. Um, very iconic, funny. Though. Yeah. yeah, very funny, very iconic. I mean, it's Robin Williams. Yeah. Can't, can't really, really be let down by Robin yeah. Williams. You can't miss with Robin Williams. So 93 was all in all a good year for films. It was uh, a little bit of drama, a little bit of comedy, the quintessential 90s action movies. It was it was a good year for films. So for Tombstone to rank 20th, I think it should be higher personally. I do think that a lot of the movies that I saw on that list above it aren't as good. But it probably just didn't have the same draw as a lot of those other movies. Yeah, I mean, um, Westerns are... Like, yeah, they got Rage. a very selective audience. You know, I don't like westerns that much. I like some modern westerns, but I would also say that by the '90s, westerns were basically dead. Yeah. Whereas when westerns were a bigger thing, you know, like the '50s, John yeah. Wayne westerns and those kinds of things, they had more draw. But there was less things to make movies on because mm-hmm. all they knew was. Westerns, because most people that were making Westerns were alive close enough to these times. Yeah. Like, in the 90s, there's less of a draw, but I thought that this was a a very well-made movie all the way around, Um, and I enjoyed watching it. Mm Mm-hmm. Not much else to talk about. It was a very well-made movie. There's nothing bad to say about it. The soundtrack was fitting. Um, It was pretty like stereotypical 90s soundtrack you know mm-hmm. um the, the acting was very good all around there wasn't like a really there wasn't really a bad actor in the entire bunch there was a moment though when yeah. white Earp was in the street covered in morgan's blood and he was having an episode because it's yeah. a very hard time for him as you can tell yeah his little brother just died and the brunette runs out into the street was just like how can i help and he's like go away and she's like dramatic and just turns around and runs away i looked at daxon and i was just like i honestly forgot (laughs) what was that that? yeah that was (laughs) over dramatic the that whole scene just because it was like the perfect definition of overacting that whole scene he's walking up to his family just like this is probably pretty accurate yeah. But I was laughing so hard because he just. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. Again, probably pretty accurate in all honesty. The trauma of holding your brother as he dies and being covered in his blood. It's probably pretty spot on. But, but like, I started laughing the moment Bill Paxton died. His. White Earps. M- Morgan Earp. Let's. Morgan Earp died. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh... I started <laughs> laughing the moment Morgan Earps. Earp died. Let's go ahead and cut that one. Because <laughs> I did not laugh when Bill Paxton died. I'm not a monster. My issue wasn't really with uh, White Earp's acting, although it was over the top, but just like the brunette coming out, being dramatic and turning away, and then her, him turning around, and the wife just kind of staring at him and then just kind of undramatically like turns around and walks away. Like It was, I don't know, a little cheesy for me, but... Yeah. Um, the brunette was played by uh, Dana Delaney. The blonde was also played by Dana. I don't. I don't. Not gonna. I don't know her last name. <laughs> but it's one of the fun facts. I didn't write it down. But one of the things was that both the love interests were played by Dana. Yeah. 
Not very. Not very many super notable female actresses in this movie. Mm-hmm. No. no. Yeah, I thought um, probably the weakest performance was from Dana Delaney, but I mean, she wasn't a huge role. Did you see Billy Zane in the movie? It, Billy Zane was playing an actor in the movie. <laughs> she was playing an actress in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get very much, like, like pretty much the only scene he was in was when he was on stage. But did you see that part where he was dead? I did not believe he was dead for a second. Are you Terrible sure? actor. Are you sure? I'm sure. I mean, somebody could have actually killed Billy Zane. And then brought him back to life to make Zoolanders? Three. <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave that in. <laughs> I've got the lung disease. Sounds like you got that TB. Get the fuck out. Did you have any more historical stuff you wanted to touch on? I do. It's basically all about Doc Holliday, which is my focal point of this entire movie. Uh, Your focal point? Yes. Watch your tongue, (laughs) sir. So I already told you that he died at age 36. At age 21, he earned his degree in dentistry. Um, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday actually met in 1877, so, what was that, four years before the shootout at OK Corral? Because the shootout happened October 26th, 1881, at approximately 3 p.m. But back in 1877, Wyatt Earp was in search of a man uh, who had robbed a bank, and he was granted temporary U.S. Marshalness. <laughs> was in search for a man. And uh, ended up asking Doc Holliday, because Doc Holliday had been gambling with that man. So Doc Holliday pointed him in the direction that man was going. And then later the next year, in 1878, cowboys, so they knew about the cowboy gang in Texas a little bit before going to Tombstone in real life. In 1878, cowboys had caused issues in a saloon in Texas. Earp entered to see what was going on, hearing the ruckus, and entered the room, finding many, a large number of guns on him. And Doc Holliday, who was playing cards in the back, put his pistol to the leader's forehead, making all of his members disarm. So Doc Holliday saved Wyatt Earp's life earlier in 1878 and that's how they became friends uh that person would instantly become my best friend and then when white art decided to go to tombstone doc holiday decided to stay back where he thought the gambling and money was better but eventually came to tombstone to help with the cowboy problem yeah, because really the events of the Tombstone movie happen over about two and a half years. Uh, about, Because yeah. they moved to Tombstone in 79. But, so, the the actual full plot of the movie takes place over about two years, but in the movie it's all expedited into a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever you want to call it. There's no firm timeline in the movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't show any, like, extreme passage of time. Yeah. Mustaches in the 1800s was sick. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous because I, whenever my mustache gets too long, I start eating it. Yeah. So I just. You just need that off. wax to uh, 
make mm. it go this way and be all like luscious. Yeah. I had mustache wax, and I don't know where the fuck it went. All right, Tyson. Um, how would you rate the film, and would you recommend it to a friend? Uh, right out of the gate, eight out of ten. Uh, it's a very good movie, very well acted, and I very much well recommend it to a friend. Um, even if they don't like westerns, I don't like westerns that much. I love Tombstone, uh, probably because it's got a lot of really good actors in it. One of my favorite actors, Kurt Russell. Um, it's a very good movie, very well made, very well acted, very well written. Uh, it's just a good time. So yep. I'd very much recommend it to a friend. Fun movie. Final rating, 8 out of 10. Yeah, I went in fully expecting to hate this movie. I thought it was going to be boring. I I mean, I like I said, I had this depiction of westerns in my head, and I had no desire to watch this film. Um, I went in fully expecting to hate this movie, but we got a fan request, so we had to do it. Um, it was awesome. It was great. I mm-hmm. freaking loved it. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely give it an 8 out of 10, and I would absolutely recommend it to, to anyone. If you like westerns, you don't like westerns, you like action. If you have a good sense of humor... Because it's not, like, laugh-out-loud funny. But, I mean, I was giggling the whole freaking time. Like, I... This movie will tickle whatever your fancy is, basically. How about you, Carly? I'm actually same page. 8 out of 10. Our first same page. Yep. 100%. (laughs) I, like I said, grew up watching this movie. Watched it a lot. I have many things in my life that have I'm Your Huckleberry on them. Including my sweatshirt, my guitar case right outside. Um, my dad's ringtone, just Doc Holiday over and over. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, it's very much been a part of my life, and after watching it again, I still enjoy it. It's still holds up. Eight out of ten. Hell yeah! Fun facts. We got some facts, and they're fun. Fun facts. They're facts, and they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. When you first arrive in Tombstone, you see uh, a grave marker for a man named Lester Moore. Um, that is actually not completely accurate, but there is a tomb with the, the same saying on it. it. says, here lies Lester Moore, four slugs from a 44, no less, no more. That is actually a real thing, a real tomb in Tombstone. I thought that was kind of interesting. Just a little nod, too. I wondered why they panned over the graveyard but that um richard gear and willem dafoe were originally pinned for wyatt earp and doc holiday respectively um doc holiday ended up going to val kilmer mostly because of a distribution company saying they would not distribute the film if dafoe was in the movie because of his role in the last temptation of christ in 1988 I guess that was a pretty, yeah, it was a pretty controversial, pretty controversial movie. movie. <laughs> um, all of Billy Bob's lines in the uh, Oriental—is that what the casino mm-hmm. was called? All of Billy Bob's lines in the Oriental were ad-libbed. They just told him go in there and be a bully, and he made everything else up. So the thing about slapping someone into the ass of a wildcat was was all him off the top of the head. Well, there's a wildcat behind them, so. Well, yeah, but he didn't have to say it. Get that cigar out of my face. Yeah, get that cigar out of his face. Um, Mickey Rourke turned down the role for Ringo Starr. 
Johnny Ringo? Um, by all historical accounts, the scene where they're in the last shootout with Curly Bill, the original leader of the Cowboys, whatever his name is. The one that had the red shirt? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, by all accounts, that scene is historically accurate. The The second man that Wyatt Earp shot in that scene um, was actually not killed on scene. He was shot in the gut and got away. And he describes the incident, or the, the scene, as Wyatt just being, just walking into a hail of gunfire, screaming, and shooting the leader of the Cowboys in the, just shooting him dead, and then proceeding to basically kill everyone else that didn't run away. Mm-hmm. So, obviously that could be just a exaggeration over time. It tends to happen. But I did think that that was cool that that is something that is said to have happened basically exactly as they portrayed it in the film. He also got mm-hmm. shot in the gut. He could have been slightly delirious. He could have been delirious. Out of his mind. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote that down as the stormtrooper scene. <laughs> um, Val Kilmer on his deathbed at the uh, Colorado Sanatorium was uh, laying on a bed of ice so that he would shiver and act weird. Uh, it definitely worked. It definitely portrayed a man dying of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. I'd be so miserable. That, that that is commitment to your craft. Yeah, for <laughs> real. That's that's all I got, guys. Did anyone else see anything? Uh, I was released on Christmas in '93. It was released on Christmas. Merry Christmas to the world. This movie's great. Mm. <laughs> They're like, hey, we got a gift for you. It's one of the best modern westerns in history. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps us up here. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, as always, you can find us on any of the, the things at Jekyll Studios, J-E-C-L-L. That's obviously YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you'd like to donate to our Patreon, it's on there at Jekyll Studios as well. Um, and if anyone else out there has a movie recommendation they'd like, go ahead and send it to us on any of those platforms. We don't get any notifications, so we'll see it right away. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh you know, again, thank you for listening. Like the video, subscribe if you enjoyed. Um, hit the notification bell. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, good, bad, indifferent. Yeah. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us all the things. Yeah. Tell nice. us if you fucking hate us, you hate our guts and you wish we'd all die, or if you just bang us all. Or if, anything in between. Anything in between, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go to the extremes, or just you know stay right here. Either way, yeah, we're we're good. We just we would love to hear from anyone that's listening out there. Um, you know, it's fun talking to an empty room, but it would be a lot more fun if anyone was uh, listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Signing off. Signing off. What's and the next movie we're gonna do? That's right. Good call. Departed. Next movie we will be doing is The Departed. Um, look for that next week. We are going to try and go up to two videos a week. So, uh, at least for the time being, keep an eye out. Um, 
Thanks, guys. And as always, she's your Huckleberry. <laughs>